We'll call Where him Joe. Is, we'll that call is him Jim. Joe. Joe. Joseph. Where <laughs> is the common sense? <laughs> Joseph. Uh, yeah. Joseph it, A. Bank. Where <laughs> is the brain power? Welcome back to the podcast. Okay, we have a doozy of an episode for you all today. We're digging in deep. Deep. Deeper than I would like to go. Okay, true. Exploring some things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Today, I mean, we're talking about heartbreak today on our pod. Yes. And, you know, don't be scared. Don't leave. Don't <laughs> feel like this is going to be sad and depressing. I don't mean, go. Parts of it might be a little. Don't go. You know, we're going to talk about something sad, but you know me and Becca, we're going to do it in a way that is literally so humorous. <laughs> exactly. What It wouldn't be you and I if there was no humor in it, you know? It wouldn't be you and me if we're making jokes, if we're not making jokes at our own expense. Like, ha, I had my heart broken. So funny. Like, look at me, silly little fool. <laughs> right. Like, ah, look at me crying in my silly little bed at age silly little 15. Like... You know we're gonna make fun of ourselves. Crying at Taylor Swift at the ripe age of seventeen, just weeping silently. Okay, no, it never got that bad. I'm fine. It, you know, these things happen, and we're gonna talk about them, and we're gonna talk about them in depth. Yeah, this is like, this is like a little tell-all. This is pretty. This is a pretty vulnerable episode and I'm excited because I think those are just always those are the type of podcasts I like to listen to is when you know it's 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 one or the other it's either true crime and I'm listening about murder right right. or I like to listen to people getting like really vulnerable honest just like laying it all out there because that's that's how you can like relate to people of course and you know I wish I could say that I could combine both of those for you in this episode true crime <laughs> and a little bit of vulnerability but i've never offed any of my exes so can't give you that and that's unfortunate no that's that's good that you have it. yeah good job good kudos thing. thank you kudos thank you. to you um but yeah that's very sweet of you yeah it's okay you know maybe what i'll sprinkle in a little oj simpson humor to give you the best of both worlds <laughs> just kidding that man is not humorous he did some terrible things i mean if the glove does not fit you must acquit what is that? What is that? I just don't know how someone thought, oh, I'm going to make this my closing statement. If the glove does not fit, you must acquit. Yeah, you must acquit if you shimmy your hand two inches into the glove and act like it don't fit. Also, that sweet little glove had gotten wet and it was leather mm. and so it shrunk. What did they expect? <laughs> what did they expect? The dream team? No. Honestly, I think False. it's offensive for them to be called that. They were they were not a dream. I mean, I guess they were. That's not my dream. Well, I mean, they yeah, released I mean, they released a murderer. This is true. That I guess that is the dream for for murderers out there. This man really just be on his Twitter being like, Hope everyone has a great day today. It's your man OJ. And I'm like, you should be behind bars. <laughs> he's like i'm just out golfing who introduced him to twitter like who was like hey oj you should get a twitter account like who did that every time i see his twitter though i'm like you know who can't go golfing ron goldman and nicole brown and that's you want to know why because he killed him and that's the biggest heartbreak (laughs) of all truly you've said it you have said it but anyway heartbreak a little closer to home (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, let's just get let's just let's dive right in and get really personal. Yeah, you know, I just I think if I could do away with like one human emotion. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, it'd probably be grief, so like not really this, but <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm really now that I'm really, you know, having a hard time with myself. Is that a part of heartbreak? 
I think it is because you have to like you grieve the relationship. Yeah. You know, whether that be like a romantic relationship that you lost or like a friendship that, you know, ultimately like ended up being really unhealthy that you had to let go of or, you know, the worst of both worlds if it's one in the same. So <laughs> you and I have talked about it from time to time about the, you know, the desire that people have to date your best friend. I feel like you always hear that, like, you know, yeah. you got to date your best friend. Like, that's how you're no, going you to make don't. the relationship last. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> and Cameron <laughs> is in an interesting boat because been there, done that for her. And so it's, but it's interesting because now you have a very different view on it and your view is more like, no, I'd rather get to know someone in that romantic lens first and then form the friendship because like you're saying it hurts really really bad if your best friend becomes your significant other and then it just like explodes in your face yeah I wouldn't there are like pros and cons I would say I mean so when I was in high school my best friend of like years prior like towards the end of high school we like got together I would I don't know if I would say it was like officially dating I don't think I ever really like looked at him as like my boyfriend but like we there was like a chemistry there Mm -hmm. and feelings there and we like you know acknowledged that so it was like we were like a thing or maybe even like kind of dated for like a hot minute but then didn't just because we were like oh we're going to college but like even when we like weren't dating we were still like involved if you will Mm -hmm. it was like okay like we feel this way, we acknowledge we feel this way, but like we went to college like pretty much right very shortly after kind of acknowledging how we felt. So we were like, you know what, we're gonna like see other people, but like, you know, we still know we like feel this way, but we're not gonna try to like force a relationship because I was in New York and he was like very much not in New York. Yeah. So we were like, okay. And like at first you're like, oh, haha, this is so great. Um, you know, this person has been my best friend for years. So like, I don't really feel like I have to like, you know, get nervous or like try. Like, you know, if we're hanging out, I can go in sweats and do whatever because they've literally seen me at my worst because for the past X amount of years, haven't really yeah. cared if they find me attractive or whatever. Like, I... I literally think like my junior year of high school, I just would like roll up to school. I wasn't like dating anybody then. And so I would roll up like messy bun and like no makeup and then like my little private school uniform. So like very put together outfit wise, not put together like everywhere (laughs) else. And uh, this like this guy, he literally was like, Cameron, you look like you're trying to not try. And I was like, well, kind of you. (laughs) He said, thank you. I said, you're not far off, um, but I did get ready in eight minutes today. So you're really good at doing that. Thank you so much. It is one of my favorite um, personality traits. (laughs) So anyway, there's like that nice little thing of like not feeling like you have to like, I don't want to say not impress them. That sounds like so like you don't, I don't know. It sounds so like Yeah, um, but I feel like when when you're first like dating someone new who's like before you start dating them, if they're a complete stranger, pretty much, or like maybe you just yeah. know them a little bit, it's like you're constantly, at least in the beginning, you're at, you're trying so hard to impress them. And so yes. if it's someone who's been your best friend, especially if it's like they've been your best friend for years, like you said, like you've never really thought about needing to impress them on that kind yes. of level. So you you already are past all of that. Like you're comfortable and you're like good. when Matt and I first started going out, like we would go to breakfast and I'd be like dressed to the nines, like yeah. unnecessarily so. Yeah. But like with this, I'd be like, mm, this is my dad's t-shirt, and I found these pants <laughs> somewhere in my room. Yeah. End of story. You know, because like I feel like with that, you know, before we were anything else, like we were just like best friends Mm -hmm. you know like so things just felt like really natural and like really chill so like that was great but like not worth (laughs) not worth like I guess just it just kind of sucks like Becca and I were talking about this like before this episode I was like this guy I need like a like a um like a code name for him for this episode because I'm not trying to like name drop we'll Um, call him um 
I'm trying to think of like the most basic boy name I can think of. We'll call him Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Larry. Okay. Call we'll him Larry. Code names for everyone because I'm not trying to say anybody's name. Yeah, exactly. So Larry, except for mm-hmm. Matt. If you hear me talking about Matt, that's the Matt real is Matt, a real cause... person, and that is Cameron's <laughs> real boyfriend. His name is Matt, not a code His name, name. Is Matt. We love him. He's great, great guy. <laughs> we'll imagine, I'm, imagine I'm like Matt's code name is Jared. <laughs> You like refuse to say Matt's name as well. <laughs> no, if you're new here, um, Matt is my boyfriend and he's great. He's been around a while, so yeah. he doesn't need a code name. Um, but anyway, Larry. <laughs> right, Larry. Not, Back to not Larry. So, not so great. Um, yeah. Um, I was talking to Becca and I was like, okay, I whenever Larry and I like kind of realized how we felt about each other, it got like a little bit confusing because before Larry there was like the only other guy I've ever really like dated. Um, and his, his name, we'll call him, um, we'll call him Marcus. <laughs> okay. Marcus. Did you have a better Larry. idea? What did you, what no. were you going to say? But the first thing that came to mind was Joe. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Maybe we use that for yours. Okay. There. Great. Okay, great. All settled. Okay. So Marcus. <laughs> Marcus, which is, will... Marcus is who you would say is your first heartbreak. Yes. Okay. First boy I ever dated. I was 15 when Marcus and I started dating. He was a couple years older. So I like really just thought, oh, this is, this is so dreamy and darling mm-hmm. and yeah. precious. False. Um, <laughs> so Marcus just did like, just had some like fun and interesting behaviors that <laughs> I would not recommend people <laughs> to, nice way to replicate. That's a very nice way to put it. Thank, thank you. I'm yeah. trying my best. Um, you are, I can see it. Yes. So <laughs> when I was 15, I don't know, Marcus just like really has a knack for like hurting people's feelings. <laughs> don't they all? Don't they don't, all? Don't they all? And so um, that did not end well because um those really like fun and interesting personality traits I mentioned earlier on his part yeah um so anyway when that went up in flames which I can talk more about later Larry was like the person who came over to like hang out and like talk and eat ice cream with me when I was like crying and sad and so he I was, was like, like one of your girlfriends it was like literally having, like, yeah just Larry was one friend. of the girls all right and we loved that <laughs> We love like, that for you and Larry until we bestie, don't. Until we don't. <laughs> and so it was like once Larry and I kind of started liking each other or just, you know, seeing each other in that way, it was like, okay, well, now. And then once everything like really went south, I was like, okay, well, who do I talk to about my boy problems? when the person who I used to talk to about my boy problems is now my boy problems. Yeah. And so like that is a limerick if I've ever heard one. <laughs> that is that, a spicy limerick. Mm, you know what? I wish I could find a way to like formulate it into a haiku, like that nice 575 pattern. Oof, love a 575. Well, you I know, we'll reconvene. We'll talk we'll through that. <laughs> so, exactly. So it just is weird because like, you know, you're with somebody and then like all of a sudden you're not. And then you're like, oh, I need to talk to my best friend about this. But then you realize that you can't because your best friend is the person who has like just recently exited your life um, in like a couple ways. And that stings. <laughs> and that stings. That, that stings, stings like no other. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, don't. Like I watched this Grey's Anatomy episode and, um, you know, the patients on there always be having like the quirkiest life situations. Right. And there's this lady, I don't remember her name. We'll call her Diane. It doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, Teddy Altman. Okay, she is honestly, you want to talk about raggedy? That's another story <laughs> for another time. But anyway. <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Mrs. Teddy Altman is doing heart surgery on Diane. All right. And... Diane's husband has been, you know, just kind of at all of these appointments and like at her surgeries and like blah, blah, blah. We'll call him Brad. Um, And then all of a sudden, you know, Diane wakes up from her heart surgery. She's sitting in her silly little hospital room. And this other man, we'll call him 
I don't know, we'll call him George. George runs in, is like hugging Diane. They're crying. And Teddy is like talking to the husband and she's like, who's this? Like, I thought you were her husband. And he's like, oh, wait, hold on. I think I've messed this up. No, it's not her husband that's with her. A man that the whole episode we assume is Diane's husband, Brad. We assume this whole time that Brad is mm-hmm. Diane's husband. Okay. And then a man runs in, George, and is like hugging her and they're like crying. And um, so Teddy's like, who is this? Like, I thought you were her husband. And he was like, no, George is her husband. I am her best friend. And she was like, okay, well, you two like definitely look like you're in love. And he was like, no. And he was like, we are, but we, Diane decided a long time ago that she never wanted to risk our friendship on something as fickle as attraction and, Mm -hmm. um, and, and romance. He said she wanted to keep our love the simple kind, which is friendship. And Uh, I said, so hard. It's so hard though, because I'd be hating that. (sighs) It's it's just hard because I feel like I've seen it I've seen it work like I've right. seen I've seen certain people who can do that where you really are like you are just besties and one day you decide to push the envelope and it works out and then of right. course I've seen where that doesn't work out and that leads to like the absolute worst heartbreak of all time and ugh, yeah it's just like that sucks it's just like such a gamble like um, yeah. But also, I think, you know, on the flip side of that, I don't think that just because someone, like, isn't your best friend when you meet, like, if you meet them through, like, a romantic lens first, that they Mm -hmm. can't, like, end up being your best friend. Like, I... Yeah, for sure. Like, two years ago, I didn't know Matt Pyatt from Adam, okay? Like, literally could have put him in any room and I would have just been like, okay, well, he's tall. I don't know anything about him. Right. Um... And so, because Matt and I met on, like, a blind date. So, like, we were never friends before we started, like, seeing each other. And then, like, yeah, you know, Yeah, it was dating. romantic first, technically. Yes. You know, it was, like, you're seeing each other to date. That was the that was the purpose. Yeah. But, like, now that we've been together for, you know, a little over a year and a half, like, he's my bestie. You know, like, yeah. other than you. So sweet. Matt's my BFF. Yeah. So it's just like, I think you can, you can definitely have it all in the sense of like, oh, date your best friend. But like in my personal recommendation, just be very careful um, about, like you said, pushing the envelope and dating somebody who is your best friend first. I would say get to know somebody and then, you know, as your love like grows and as you spend time together and as you grow to like love them even more, you know, become best friends because I feel like that's like a natural progression of things. But like, if you have like with somebody like the simple love of like just friendship, I just, I don't know. I feel like that just needs to be like preserved Mm -hmm. at all costs because like you can say, I mean, when I was in the situation with Larry, we were like, no, we were like, we won't stop being friends. We were like, if it goes south, we'll just be mature adults about it and we'll be friends, which I think we probably would have been able to do had he, he not been. Yeah. A, so, I mean, I guess if you and whoever your, you know, uh, your partner on this adventure from friendship to romance is, if you all are mature adults and are of people of high moral fiber, then maybe give it a go. Right, go um, off. <laughs> as long as you have this agreement that like you are going to protect your friendship. Yeah, exactly. Um, That your friendship is going to be like protected throughout whatever may happen, then sure, go for it. But like, (laughs) yeah, no, I get that. I get that for sure. For sure. It's hard. It's like a hard balance. Yeah. I just, with Larry, the situation just got messy because when we were in college, we were like far away, didn't see each other very often. So we were kind of like, eh, never in my heart of hearts was I like, I'm going to die if this doesn't work out. Like I always knew like, mm-hmm. you know, we're far away, doing completely different things. I'm not going to be like shocked if this doesn't go my way. Yeah. And so we were like, we were just like, okay, you know what, if we meet somebody else, you know, because we were, we were never like, we're not going to see other people. Like we went into college being like, we're not dating. Like we acknowledge how we feel about each other, but like 
We're not going to try to think date. So? Do you think that that made the heartbreak worse? Because when you guys ended, it was like, yeah, we're allowed to see other people, but I know you. And right. I know that you didn't really care about seeing other people. No, I didn't so want did to see other people. Worse? Like, did it make it worse that the like rules to like per se of the relationship were like not loose? I don't want to make it sound weird, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, it was right. not we are boyfriend and girlfriend. And sometimes I think when you break up, quote unquote, break up yeah. with someone who's not technically your boyfriend or girlfriend. There's nothing, there's no official title or whatever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's the freaking worst feeling. Right, right. Um, I don't know if I would say it made the actual, like, ending of it all worse. Um, I think it definitely made things a lot more complicated. And like like you said, I, I told myself I would try to see other people just because I was like, I'm moving to a new city. I need to be open. Um, But I didn't really care. Like I said, I didn't care about seeing other people. I would like go on dates. I found something wrong with like every guy I would go on a date with because I, for some reason, just really cared about this Larry guy. because you're comparing. You're comparing everything to Larry because that's what you actually were interested in. Right. Um, But we were like, I mean, I know it sounds stupid to be like, we were so young because like what, we're only like 22 now. But I mean, then like. There's a difference though between you at age 18 and 22. Yeah, Yeah, there's a difference. That's like, I used to always think like in high school, you know, I was on a dance team that age range was from freshman to senior. And sometimes I would get irritated when girls wouldn't handle things the way I would handle things. And I had to remember that you enter high school at like 14, 15 and leave at age 18. And I know it may not seem like there's that much of a gap, but there is is so much of a mental gap between those ages. And so I think, you know, I say stuff like that all the time too. Like, oh, when we were younger and I'm only referring to me when I was like 18 or 19, but I do feel that way. Like, I feel like there's so much growth that goes on during that time. I feel like I was a different person when I was 18 than like I am now. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was, I mean, like we were young, freshly out of high school. And so I was like, eh, like whatever. Um, I think, I think the thing is I knew he would see other people. So I was like, yeah, like we'll just see other people so that it, like, you know, I felt like I still was like on board, you know, yeah. if that makes any yeah. sense. Cause I, I don't know. I, I didn't want to put like the pressure of like long distance on that like friendship. So I was like, ah, oh, we'll just kind of like do what we want. And what we wanted was like very different things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I'm just going to be honest. I think I maybe went on like a couple like maybe dinner dates with like literally two or three guys. And I think he made his way through like most of the Greek system at his school. So there's that. Cute. Way and to that's go, Larry. Good job, Larry. <laughs> Kudos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I feel that. Yeah. So we wanted some very different things. And I think had I been smart at that point, I would have seen that and been like, we do not want the same things out of life. Um, but anyway, so... I don't think it made, I don't think the, the fluid terms of our relationship made it uh, harder when it ended. I think it just made it messy. What made it harder when it ended was the whole time this was going on, we had like, not just like, oh, an understanding, like we talked about it and like verbally, like explicitly communicated that if either of us met somebody that was more than just like you know, you went to dinner or more than like, in his case, just like a little fling. Mm-hmm. Um, like if either of us met somebody that we like developed feelings for and like actually wanted to like pursue a relationship with, we would let the other person know just out of like respect for our friendship and out of just like courtesy, like for our history. Yeah. So I am like, okay, that's fair. And then I am in Germany alone halfway across the world and I won't get into like the nitty-gritty details but like we'll just say I found out that he had like fully been in like a committed relationship for like over a month from a source that was not him (laughs) like yeah was not him directly telling me so I was like wow like I think just like the shock (laughs) in that moment and it wasn't 
even like a, I mean, like, yes, I was sad. Yes, I was disappointed and like hurt, but I was also like, this is disrespectful. <laughs> Would you, it was, it was disrespectful. I was there. I mean, I wasn't in Germany, but I was. Well, I literally, there. I texted you. I was like, I was like, Rebecca, I think Larry is like fully dating somebody. And you were like, you no. And I, I was got like, a text. Yes. I'm, I, what's interesting <laughs> to me is like, I mean, would you say that this is your worst heartbreak? Oh, 100%. Because with yeah. Marcus, it was like, haha, I'm a child. Like, uh, wow, you're fine. Yeah. But like and this, it was like, damn, there goes my bestie. <laughs> it's interesting to me because for you, I'm sure obviously that you remember like every little detail of what was going on. But Not even really. I, oh, I remember every detail. <laughs> I Precious do. of you. I think I've, I blocked it out. I remember where I was sitting in my old house when you texted me, I remember, I remember what show I was watching with my family. Cause I, I rose from my seat <laughs> without saying a word. And my mom was like, where are you going? And I was like, I, I have to come, I have to talk to Cameron. Bye. I'm going to my room. Bye. <laughs> and I remember you texted me and all you said was Becca. And I just like, when you text me, just Becca, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> I feel what like it's either going to be something like really funny or like really bad. Yes, pretty much. Like it's either <laughs> Becca, listen to this hilarious thing that happened, or it's Becca, I need you to go seclude yourself in your room because I need to scream and something bad has happened. And that's what this exactly. was. Exactly. And it, Cameron, I don't know if I've said this on an episode before. I feel like we've had a dating episode where I said something similar to this, but I'll always mean it. Like I've never, ever seen you speechless in my entire life like you could talk to a brick wall and True. when you called me that day you just stared you facetimed me and you just kind of stared at me and I was like <laughs> um um and I was like oh this is gonna be bad I was like whatever happens from this point on bad, <laughs> bad news bears bad news bears and I knew because I had never seen you act like that like n- not never I just didn't know what to say. I was just like, did this just happen? Mm-hmm. Like, did this, like, was I just like fully disregarded like this? Yeah. You just feel shocked. You feel sick to your stomach. You just, I was just confused because mm-hmm. I was like, we have spoken in the, like the time. Well, okay. When I first found out that like he was dating somebody, I didn't know how long it had been. So I was like, that's interesting. Like very interesting. Okay. So I was in Germany. I didn't have like a cell phone plan. I only could like FaceTime on Wi-Fi or like text with iMessage. I couldn't do like regular phone calls. And so I was like, I'm not going to FaceTime him because I was like, he's probably like one, like with this girl and two, like I honestly, I'm going to be honest, the legal drinking age in Germany is 16. So like I'd been at the bars all night with friends. This was like very pre-COVID. And so... I was like, I'm not really in a state to like FaceTime you. Ugh, God, so no. I FaceTimed Rebecca <laughs> instead. <laughs> and I just remember sitting there being like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's all you said pretty much was just like, I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do? What do I say? You were just very confused as we all were. <laughs> yes. It just literally came out of like left field because I yeah. had been operating under the assumption that if he met anybody of like significance I would have like been told out of like respect for like our friendship of like Mm -hmm. six years and then all of a sudden there's this girly and I was like oh like this is new so um I took the next day to like listen to a lot of Taylor Swift um (laughs) yeah I was gonna say how what is do you have a you know well hopefully we don't have you know a heartbreak cycle of like going through heartbreak but do you have like remedy a remedy for heartbreak and like things that you specifically do when you are feeling heartbroken I think I just like talked to you Mm -hmm. um and just like listened I listened to a lot of music and just kind of like I just like let myself be sad for like a day but here's the I think this will make sense like if you know me like if you really know me as a person and I don't know if I would like recommend this I feel like do whatever is best for you but like I give myself like a time limit for like how long I can like wallow yeah I need to do that 
I need to, I need to do that big time. <laughs> I'm not saying they're like after that time period is up that there weren't days where I was kind of like, mm, this still sucks. But I mean, I told myself, I said, you have 24 hours and then you're going to get over it. And that, so- is, <laughs> that is so brave. I'm literally like, ah, that situation that happened 10 years ago, still sad. <laughs> I'm like still upset over something that happened like a bajillion years ago. And that happens. It's, I feel like what we need is like different from person to person, but I, um, yeah. I said, okay, you know what? And that's really- how we, that's, that's why we operate so well in those yes. positions of like, especially when one of us is feeling so upset or in this case, like if we're feeling heartbroken, like for me, I need to have someone that is like, stop, like quit, right. like quit what you're doing and do something else. And I think you sometimes need someone to say, just like, you're allowed to be sad. Like, just be sad. Right. You're fine. It's okay right. to do that. Definitely. Because I very much was like, I didn't sleep very well that night. I spent like the whole next day just like listening to music being sad, letting myself like be confused. And the thing was, I mean... The thing that was making me the most sad wasn't even that he was dating somebody else. I was like, honestly, when I was like looking back on it, I was like, probably for the best because like we are not compatible. Like chemistry does not equal compatibility. Yeah, that's true. And so like we, and especially at that point in life, like he was a very different person at this point than when, you know, we first like met in high school. And so I was like, okay, we want very different things out of life. Um, I'm not even, I mean, like, yeah, I'm bummed out that it didn't go like how I, or I was bummed out that it didn't go how I thought it would. But again, in hindsight, I'm glad it went that way. Cause if it hadn't, like I wouldn't have met Matt and like, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. the thing that I was most upset about was I was like, we cannot be friends after this. Cause mm. I, I was like, you have like, just basically been like lying or like just hiding this from me and just like the disrespect of like not even having like the balls to like tell me directly like yourself because here's the thing you would have been heartbroken if he would have done that too but it would have been it would have taken you even less time to get over that because exactly if he would have just been honest and I feel that way about most situations with guys where I'm just like if you would just up front tell me you don't like me or you don't want a relationship with me anymore or whatever it is I would have respect for you at least exactly I wouldn't like I wouldn't be so angry every time I like see something about you on social media or something I would just be like okay that didn't work out at least they were honest exactly I never ever had a guy do that for me ever just be honest yeah no same just literally be honest. And that's why I hate boys. <laughs> In conclusion. Yes. In conclusion, that's why. No. Uh, yeah. I was just like, at least I could have had like an ounce of respect for you if you had yeah. just like been up front with me. But instead you like, you took the coward's way out and just kind of like, let me find out about it instead of they like do. telling me. So it's I told like they myself. They have some kind of code that they just, they all have to do that. And they all just agree to suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you think they just come together every day and they're like, men, today we will suck even harder. What's that thing in Harry Potter, like the Council of Wizards? The wise the like the wise and gamma, the wise and agama thing. Oh, the wizard the wizen wizen gamma. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That thing. I feel like there's like that, but for like all just like the crappy boys in the universe. And they like definitely get that. They like I definitely get a sense yearly. of that. Uh-huh. And they're like, what are ways that we can be even worse in the upcoming year? I constantly feel like the boys that have ever been in contact with me get together and they're like, how can we be the absolute worst to Rebecca L. Brightfeller today? And that's not fair to you. That's not and that fair is rude to, to me. I mean, I will take blame in certain situations, but like... You ain't never done a thing wrong, boo-boo. And that is just so sweet. But like, man, I swear boys have this code where they just decide to be the absolute worst. Which is why, like, when I first started dating Matt and I was like, hmm, I was like, you were genuinely the nicest human I've ever met. I was like, deeply confused. (laughs) Mm. Well, I don't... But I also think what's interesting with you is that, like you got your heart broken so bad and did that did that change how you felt about like going into your first date with Matt I don't feel like it did but correct I mean correct me if I'm wrong because I feel like you were just like okay 
a new day has dawned like this is a brand new thing and for me like I would have been like if he puts a toe out of line I'm gonna feel some type of way about it because I already know I'm like that because any boy who has ever wronged me then I go on a date with someone else and I'm like oh they're doing what so-and-so did like I just feel weird about this you know I look for things well okay I think I don't know I think after everything happened with Larry, like I said, I like after I finally went to sleep, so I when I finally fell asleep, and then when I woke up, from when I like woke up and was like really like coherent and like processed the situation, I was like, all right, clock like you're on the clock, you have 24 hours, and then like you're gonna get over it. So yeah. I like let myself wallow for like a day. And then the next day I got up, I like did my hair, did my makeup, like went for a walk, and I came back and like texted him and I was like, so is this girl your girlfriend? And I was like, you're allowed to do whatever you want. You and I are not like together, but um, I deserved to hear about this like from you, like directly, like not from somebody else. And you're so brave. (laughs) So brave. I literally am like, (laughs) I'm like shaking even thinking about doing that. I was like, you should have, that was the right thing to do. Thank you. No, I, and he was like, yeah, we've actually been dating for about like a month. And so I was like, okay. I was like, cool. Um, you are totally allowed to do whatever you want. You are not accountable to me, but I definitely deserved more from you. Like I yeah, but definitely also Larry, deserved. You suck. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like you're the worst. So I was like, um, I, and I mean, and I felt that way now and I'm like, oh, you're the worst. And now I'm just like extremely indifferent to this individual. But mm-hmm. I was like, I deserved to hear this like from you, not, not even, not even from a standpoint of like our history, like, yes, because of our history, but even more than that, because I've been your best friend for six years and mm-hmm. you just like conveniently left this out of every conversation we've had in like the last month. Yeah. And so I was like, honestly, coward move on your part. Like you should have done better. And he was like, I'm really sorry. Like if it makes you feel better, like she knows who you are. And I was like, of course she knows who I like who I am. Like, why would that make you feel why better? Why would that make Literally, me feel better? Why would that make you feel better? I was always like, say the darndest things, don't they? Oh, and just wait. And so then after all this, I'm like, you have literally like kept this from me. And it's just like fully just like disrespected our friendship. And he was like, Yeah, I'm sorry, I really feel like a jerk, but like I hope this doesn't end our friendship, even though it like really changes like the nature of our friendship. And I was like, oh no. Like it no, doesn't end our the friendship. friendship is over. <laughs> I said, no, the friendship is over when like you decided to start dating somebody fully for like a month and like just pretend that that wasn't happening every time like you yeah, talked to just me. lied about it. Yeah. I was like, no, no, the friendship is over because to like have a friendship with somebody, you have to one, trust them and two, you have to respect them. And mm-hmm. I was like, and I have like neither of those things for you. So I think, um, I think, like, you asked a while ago, the like, the loose terms of our uh, f- relationship, I don't think it made, um, I think it made it messier, but I don't think it made that moment any harder. I think what made it harder is the fact that he, like, disregarded our friendship. It was his actions that made it, that made yes. the heartbreak worse. 100%. Um, yeah. But no, did it change how I felt about dating, like going into things with Matt? Honestly, no, because I think after, really after I had that day where I was like sad, I mean, there were little moments like in the following weeks where I was kind of like, ouch, but there wasn't a day after that first day where I was just like, wow, I am so upset and broken up about this. Like once I had my day, I honestly just felt like kind of relieved because that like situation was like pretty emotionally taxing yeah um because he was like really like communication not really his strong suit at all so that just like got old um so with Matt I was just like I'm good to go like (laughs) yeah and like you said a new day has dawned um I was just like you know might as well give something else um a shot it hadn't been like that long um after everything with Larry went south that I met Matt but I was like I feel good I was like you yeah. know might as well see like what this is like like you know I'm excited go scope out who this guy is I'm glad I did but I was just like there's no point in like letting like this situation like interfere with like another like potentially really good one because in yeah, my head, he didn't in my do head, anything. yeah, in my head, I was like, I, 
don't want to get, I don't know, this is probably like not a very healthy way of looking at things. But I was like, if I let Larry interfere with like my next relationship, then like, that's just like another like good thing he's taken from me. And he doesn't, he doesn't like have the right to do that. So yeah, no, I definitely, that's like a mentality of mine that I want to fix because I think anytime I've had my heart broken by anyone, whether that's a boy or a friend, I tend to carry that into whatever is next. If that's a different, another friendship, it's not that I carry it over as if like I create a problem where there is no problem. It's just something that's like constantly in the back of my mind. I'm a, I'm a big overthinker in general. And so I will just like keep thinking about those things. And, um, you know, I had a really bad like friend breakup in high school and for a very long time after that I was convinced I was never gonna have another best friend like I was like I will never trust another girl like it's Cameron but like you know what I mean like yeah I was like I'm never gonna trust another girl ever to tell my secrets to to hang out with like I'm never and that's how I feel with boys too I'm like right I'm never gonna talk to another boy because I've told certain guys certain things about my life I'm like I'm never telling anyone that again because look what they did to me and like that's not a it's not a good mentality to have to be like oh I'm never gonna open myself up to anyone ever again but it's definitely something that I do for sure well I get it because your high school friend I don't know we'll call her Stacy she did you so dirty Stacy did did you so dirty Stacy I don't know if you listen to this but if you do (laughs) girl you why would you do that why would you behave this way I don't understand after (laughs) after Stacy and I stopped being friends mind you I was best friends with Stacy for 10 years that's like a whole that's like almost half your life Becca that is a mm-hmm. good decade of your time that mm-hmm. Stacy used to just like stomp around with her little attitude and like <laughs> cause you problems like oh I can't get behind it 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 sucked and after we stopped being fr- we stopped being friends in the spring semester of my of our senior year at high school and um it's weird because I don't I don't know if anyone really knew other than like our mutual friends right but I really in those like moments and then in the summer after that like I was like I have nobody to talk to like I don't know what to do which wasn't true I had other friends that I could have leaned on and I should have and I eventually did but at first and by at first I mean months (laughs) um I I just didn't talk to anyone. I was like, I don't want to tell anyone anything. I'm not trusting anybody with anything that I say because it's just going to come back around and bite me in the butt. Like right. I refuse to let anyone hurt my feelings the way that Stacy hurt my feelings. So right. Well, when someone's just, been your bestie for a whole decade and then all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, she been she been acting up for a while, but anyway. Stacy yeah. <laughs> Stacy been showing some signs. Stacy been showing but, some signs. But anyway, when Stacy really decided to go full out like vile, right. you know, it's like, okay, this person's been like my like my ride or die for the last 10 years and ten then years. all of a sudden decides to just like wig out like yeah they're just gonna leave you with some trust issues which also I oh, feel yeah. like I feel like high school did you so dirty and I just hate this <laughs> because like even like your boy situation in high school mm-hmm. very much like it's one of those things where you know like like you were talking earlier, you never had like an official title, but like it was there, like it was there. And then it's yeah. like, if there's no title, there's nothing to like take away. So there's like no closure. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it's safe to say that like maybe this guy was like one of your besties in high school. Like definitely like in a way, you, like, in a weird, in a weird, in a weird way. way. Like it's not like, like, yes, but no. Right. Like not like oh, like, your best guy friend or whatever, but it's just, like... Yeah, definitely not, like, my best guy friend or anything. But, like, you guys had, like, a connection. We had a friendship. Like, Like we had a... I think we had a good friendship, and... um, And then he did you dirty, too. So it's, like, (laughs) I don't blame you for having, like, friend trust issues after that because it's, like, okay, well, then this one friend who you, like, 
develop feelings for decides to just be a complete doofus. <laughs> Let me reiterate, idiot. Like I just <laughs> am baffled every time yeah. you talk to me about this human because I'm like, <laughs> my problem with with the, the boys that I encountered in high school and even, you know, now I'm like kind of like dating, I'm not dating a person specifically, but like, you know, I'm Just trying like going to like go on out dates. on dates. Yeah, yes. I'm like actively going on dates safely with a mask. Um, yes, of course. But even for now, this, I, I sometimes, you. I thank you. <laughs> I sometimes feel like, and I think a lot of this comes from the boys that I really liked in high school and that I thought I could date. Yes. Um, I always feel like I am the girl before they meet the girl. Do you know what I and mean? that's just not fair to you. But also, <laughs> let's take an example of someone who you like kind of were hanging out with for a little bit earlier in college. I don't know. We'll call him Colin. If you're okay. the girl before he met the girl. <laughs> oh, my the problem with Colin, a lot of like what you were talking about just with want Larry. Easy. Well, yeah, and definitely, definitely not on the same scale. Like you were very romantically involved with Larry, and I would say I was like just dipping my toe into being romantically involved with Colin. Yeah, but we were hanging out for um, a better part of summer after freshman year of college, yeah. and um, I found out through two of my guy friends, uh, I, I went to lunch with my best guy friend, Matt and our other friend, Will, and we sat down and, you know, we were kind of talking about, Oh, those are their real names, by the way. Um, (laughs) and we sat down and we were just like talking about what we were doing that summer. And I mentioned Colin and, um, they were like, yeah, so he's been dating this girl, like, like they've been seeing each other and hooking up for a while. And I was like, oh, um, I had literally no idea. Like not a, not a clue, not a clue. Isn't it so sweet when they don't decide to clue us in on literally anything? Just not even an ounce. Like it would have been different if I had like suspected it because there was a time period with um, Joe, where I thought yes. he was dating this girl and I, I thought it was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen. And then someone told me that they were dating and I was like, crap, like that's, you said, I saw this coming, but it still hurt. Yeah. Still hurt my feelings. I should have said something, but I never did. Anyway, fast forward it to Colin. And I, when I tell you, I had zero idea that he was seeing another girl. I had like no clue and that one did hurt because I had known Colin since kindergarten and we were pretty good friends so yeah that one that one really gave me even more trust issues than what I already had (laughs) so precious so which one would you say I mean I know they're both very different but which one would you say was like the one that kind of like hurt the most (sighs) that's hard I think probably I think probably the situation with Joe hurt me more. Yeah, that's what I was going to guess. Because the thing is with Colin, like, yeah, we were hanging out for a summer and I I did really like him and I thought he really liked me. Um, And then I found out that he was doing that and he was seeing this girl behind my back. And with that, I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, fine. If, you know, exactly. it upset me. Like I was, I was definitely upset with him, but at the same time, I was so angry at him that I didn't care anymore. I was like, I am right. worth so much more than like hanging exactly. out with you at like midnight every night, talking about all of your feelings just to find out that you've been with this girl this whole time. So like, right. With that, I was able to very much like close the book and be like, I'm done, done with that. Exactly. That's how it was with Larry. I was yeah. like, okay, if you're gonna act this way, I deserve better. Bye. Exactly. Um, not gonna waste my time being like so broken up about it. Exactly. I, and I, I think you know, when someone in that romantic setting really does you wrong, like that you really feel like they wronged you, sometimes it is mm-hmm. a lot easier to just be like, okay, well, I'm done with this. Then, like, it's easier to get yeah. the closure. And the situation with this guy, Joe. I don't feel like still to this day, I'm almost 22 years old. And, you know, I had a crush on him when I was 17. 
that started. Right. Um, like, I still feel like there's no closure. Like, I'm not like, I don't, I'm not like pining for this person. I don't like want to be with them necessarily. It's just like, they're never, we never had a conversation. He's, I feel like he's that one person. Cause the thing with him is like, he was never like a, like a jerk or like a no, bad like guy. Like he never he just really like kind did of a, anything he was just kind of a wrong. baby. He just never, I mean, I also never said anything. So that's, that's also where I have the issue with that situation. Cause I'm like, okay, well I right. could have said like, Hey, I like you. Like, can we like talk about it? But um, I think we're both pretty shy individuals and I just like don't right. think that was ever gonna happen, unfortunately. So maybe he'll listen to this podcast. I have no idea if he listens to this podcast. Um knowing him Joe, knowing if him, you're listening to this, I know you know who you are. You I don't know. I was just gonna say actually, I don't even know if he would clue into who that he's Joe. Okay, Joe, this is Cameron. This is Rebecca's best friend speaking. If you're listening to this, I know you know who you are. I know you know that you're Joe, okay? And I want you to know you lost, you lost a real one. Very kind. No, Joe is – that's the thing but about Joe is, like, I – He always seemed like a nice guy. No, Joe is like, a good person. he wasn't trying to be, like, a jerk. No, that's, you know? that's what makes it, like, more annoying because he is – like, I deep down, like, he is a good person – genuinely right um but it's just like I was so shy and he was a very popular guy and I was never gonna I was never gonna man up and be like hi I like you Joe like I was never gonna be I able wish to do I that. had known you in high school because I would have club sacked and dragged this boy <laughs> to your door and been like hey she likes you you should probably do something about it well and do you know what here's the thing is like maybe he never um I always say, like, maybe he never had those feelings back for me. Maybe I just... Okay, disagree. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. I mean... I don't everything know. Everything you told me, it just seems like there was something there. And like you said, I think you both were just, like, kind of shy to, like, address it. Yeah. And, like, you guys were kids. So it's like, mm -hmm. who wants to do that, like, when you're in high school? Like, who wants to put themselves out there, not me? Yeah. No, but that was definitely so, a terror. That, that felt like a, like a bad heartbreak situation because... You know, I like I would find out that he was dating this girl and I was so upset. Like I had to go to it class like and like sit sinks. with him and talk to him. And I was like this whole time I'm like, I literally have this huge crush on you and you have a this girlfriend now. And, you know, there were definitely all those moments where I was like, this sucks so hard. And of course, yeah. it's everything is worse in high school. You know, it's like everything feels more intense than it really is oh well, literally with uh, Marcus my first like first ever like boyfriend when like when that went south I was like my world is ending like yeah, but that's oh how the it drama feels. that's how it feels because you know sure. like you're 15 and it like it does feel like the end of the world and then like you look back at 22 and you're like silly little me yeah like, you were both children and you know, but I mean, that's the worst. I feel like dating in high school is like just the worst because like they'll do something and like you'll hear about it or like mm -hmm. before we like, um, I don't know, not before, actually while we were dating, Marcus had a little lapse in um, fidelity. <laughs> it's a nice we'll way say. to put it. <laughs> yeah, a little lapse in fidelity. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I was the last person to know out of my high school. Yeah. Like that's not just oh, out of our friend group. Like I was the last person to know that he cheated out of like literally my whole high school. Yeah. Larry was the one that told me he had. And I was like, oh my, okay, Larry, like Larry's uh, one redemption. Funny. Yeah. Larry's like, so redemption funny, Larry. shot. <laughs> Larry, Larry hit the redemption shot there. But I was like, no, he didn't. And he was like, bro, he literally he did. Literally and I was did. like, uh -huh, no, he didn't. Yeah. And then six months later, I find out because he so like Marcus like fully was like I didn't do that and I was like okay I like really want to believe that you didn't do that so like that's what I'm gonna go with hmm. six months later he's like so I actually did do that and I was like so yeah it's just like I was the last person to find out and that was just kind of like mm. and now again neither Marcus nor Larry do I like harbor any like ill feelings towards yeah. like again I do want to say we were children like we were children when you're like when you're 17 mm -hmm. like okay yeah 
you dated two girls or you did st- like you, whatever. You did something bad. You did something you shouldn't have done. You did something bad. It doesn't excuse it, and but it's, it's like we can move on. But it's like you were a kid. You know what? I'm sure you've grown as a person and are like a great person now. Well, yeah. So. And that's how I feel about like any friend or boy, any type of situation on my part. Like I don't wish any like ill will towards anybody. No. I don't like think any I really don't think anyone's just like inherently like an evil person I think it's just like things don't work out things don't work yeah, out I'm like your actions were trash but yeah. like I hope you're having <laughs> your actions <laughs> your actions disgusting. were literally trash <laughs> moral fiber at that point in your life wildly weak right but you know what um these are these are both just two people who I used to know and so it's like I have no idea what they're like or who they are now. And I genuinely mean this when I say I like hope the very best for them. I hope they're both like happy and thriving, but like, yeah, you know, I don't need to be in their life to like see that or experience alongside them. Like I wish them the best. I I hope they're well. I I was going to say like, I think another uh, like interesting aspect of heartbreak is like, do you think you can, remain friends or remain decent with somebody who broke your heart once yeah because there was a weird period of time where like Marcus and I were like pretty good friends yeah uh and like not no no at least on my end I don't know what he was thinking but like no feelings no attraction like no agenda they're like we were just friends and it was like kind of enjoyable for like a little bit um but then he uh, <laughs> he kind of did a number on that as well. Yeah. But like, it's fine. <laughs> another story for another day. Another story for another day. So we just... You think it's possible, know, I mean, though? I definitely think it's possible. I mean, if I were to... If I were to like, I mean, if I see him like around town or like anything, like it's very cordial, like no bad blood there. But it's yeah. just like, you know, we don't need to like, we don't need to be friends now. Um, I don't think Matt and I are ever going to break up. That's just what it is. But if we were like, or if we ever did, like I 100% would like still be his friend. Yeah. Unless we like broke up because he like killed my dog or something. I don't right. think I can look past that. Right. And that makes sense to me. That makes sense. <laughs> but me. if like, if by some like really in some, if in some parallel universe, Matt and I like weren't together, He's just the type of person where he is just like so inherently good that I would just, I mean, I think, I think that in any, like, have you heard of like the parallel or not the parallel, but like the multiple universe or the multi, the theory of the multiverse? No, I don't think I have. Um, It's just like this thing where it's like in, in life, there is always, um, there's like multiple ways that things could work out. And so for every way that things could work out, there is like some parallel universe where that alternative is happening. Hmm. I don't believe in that. I just like read it somewhere. I was like, all right, interesting. That's interesting. I think that's like kind Um, of a cool way to look at life. Yeah, for sure. And so I think in any and all universes that would potentially be out there in this theory of the multiverse if Matt and I had met, I think we would be in each other's lives just because he is just someone who is like so good. I think if I knew him, like I would have to be his friend. Yeah. Like knowing he existed and knowing that we weren't friends or like in each other's lives, I just like simply do not think I would <laughs> like go for that. Yeah. So I definitely think it's possible to like be friends with somebody who has like yeah. broken your heart. For sure. I'm like, am I? I'm like thinking, I'm like, mm. I'm like <laughs> the only person that I'm like friends with is Joe, funnily enough. But it's like, they, right. but that person also doesn't really know that like they kind of broke my heart. They don't really, I don't think they really know that. So, you know, it's fine. Like we're very cordial and like I consider right, us friends. Right, of course. Other than that, I'm like everybody yeah. else. Eh. <laughs> everybody else, no thanks. No, I mean, but I that's think, for a reason. I think, I think, you know, it's, it's different. It's, you know, there's a different story behind everything, obviously. And 
Um, there's a reason yeah, why I, I don't talk on to certain context. people. Yeah, it definitely depends right. on the context. Like there's, I feel like in certain situations of heartbreak, you're not supposed to keep talking to that person. Like, exactly. Like it's not healthy. It's toxic. No, like you don't you, need them in your life anymore. They are supposed to be gone. Like they are supposed to be right. completely out. So it does, like you said, it's context. Like it really depends on the situation. And then with some people, it's like, maybe they're not supposed to be out of your life, but you're just not supposed to be romantically involved. Yeah. So it's like, exactly. you know, I don't think, I think if you're, my thing is like, if somebody's supposed to be in your life, you're supposed to like come back to that point of like contact and friendship. Like you will, you'll sort it out. But also yeah. I think it is very, I think it is very apparent when you, um, like when you know that someone is not supposed to be in your life anymore. When yeah, you know I think that that's it's something a that gut you need feeling. to like walk away from. Like it's hundred percent. I mean, I for me, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's definitely like a gut feeling of like you know when I had that big friend breakup with Stacy. There was a mm-hmm. small period of time where I was like, we can be friends again, never on the level that we were. But I was like, right. there was a part of me that was like, no, we can be cordial. Like there, we can get to a place where we can be friendly. I really think that. Um. And I tried and it didn't, it, that ultimately did not work out and that's okay. I think that we weren't supposed, like, I think that friend breakup happened Mm -hmm. for a reason and we're not supposed to be in each other's lives anymore and that's okay. And that's okay. Stacy still made a big impact on my childhood, you know, regardless of the bad stuff that happened, like I still have great memories and all that jazz. So Exactly. You know, but, but we're people definitely coming, people, not supposed to be in each other's lives. And that is just like a deep gut feeling of like, no. No, for <laughs> sure. People leaving your life doesn't negate or erase the time that they were in your life mm-hmm. and the effect that they had while they were in your life. You know, I feel like every relationship is like a learning curve. Yeah. You learn things from that person, you know, friendship or you know, uh, like, like a dating relationship, like you learn things from that person. You learn things about yourself. Like you learn things about, you know, what you deserve. Um, but you just, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but okay. Like at least you learned something. Yeah. hundred percent. That's what I definitely have to tell myself. Like post heartbreak, it's like, it happened. I mean, of course, like so cheesy, but like it did happen for a reason and there's something, whether I can see it now or not, there's something that I'm going to learn from this. And 100%. It, that may not be apparent right off the bat. Like that might not, no. you know, in some instances it is. It's like you're immediately like, oh, I get that. Like yeah. I get why that happened. And in some instances it's months, a year later, and you're like, oh, now I finally am just now understanding why that happened and what it taught me. Yep. And – I think that's the important thing about heartbreak. It's like, you know, the grieving process is like you go through the stages of like denial and bargaining and all of that. And I think you do the same thing with heartbreak because heartbreak is, it's a grieving process. Like that is what it is. You're, you're in that grieving process and you go through those moments. Because you did lose something like you lost, you lost somebody, you lost like a, um, a relationship you lost a person in some form or another yeah and like you know that is something that you have to grieve and process especially if they were like a big part of your life like friendships or you know dating relationships I don't think it has to be romantic for it to be something that like you grieve yeah no 100% 100% so to wrap it up what right what do you think is your or what would you say is your number one heartbreak like tip what is your tip for dealing with that situation I would say I would I really think my biggest tip is look for what can be learned in that situation Mm -hmm. look what you can learn about yourself about life um about like what you deserve um and look for a lesson in there because then it makes it feel like it's not so in vain. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're just hurting for no reason. And I feel mm-hmm. like that really like lessens the blow. Um, and I guess my runner up tip would be like, know yourself enough to know what you need. Cause like you said, 
um, you and I balance each other out really well because I'm like, nope, you have this amount of hours and then you're done being sad about it versus, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe you just need to be like, I need to be sad about this. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you need to like give yourself a swift kick to the butt and be like, nope, get up. We're moving along. Yeah. So I think when you are heartbroken, take time to like do some inventory with yourself and be like, what do I need? in this situation because it might be totally different from like one heartbreak to the next, like what that situation like requires of you emotionally. And I would encourage people to assess what they need and then be very graceful in giving themselves that. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> TYSM, what's yours? Um, I think, I feel like my, my advice is very similar to yours. I think my biggest thing with heartbreak is like, just feel your feelings. Um, it's okay if one day you're really upset about it and the next day you don't think about it. That's like, that's okay. Um, and I'm still learning that with like leaving New York, you know, we talked about that in that episode. It's like, oof, that was a big heartbreak. Yeah. And and that was my biggest heartbreak. I'd like to revise my answer. (laughs) New York broke my heart the most. Definitely. And Um, Something that I've had to really learn through that process is you're not, you know, you're not crazy if one day you feel like you're totally good and but the next day you're crying about it to your friends, you know, so I think my biggest thing with heartbreak definitely is just feel your feelings. Healing Mm -hmm. is never linear. You're never going to go from point A to point B in a straight line. That's not realistic. Like I know that that's what people think is realistic, but it's not. Um, It's going to be a very curvy and bumpy ride. Um, So just accept that, I think, with heartbreak is just accept that it's going to be very bumpy to get to the point where you feel like you've healed from it. But that point will get there. Like, Exactly. You will come to that point and you will be okay. Exactly. I think I think a lot of people, that's like something that people struggle with when they're heartbroken is like, how am I going to get over this? How am I ever going to move on? Like, how am I ever going to meet somebody else or whatever? But like, it's it's going to happen. It will. I mean, like, I ne- I genuinely never thought I would have another girl best friend. Genuinely. I do. I got... I got my girl. So like, but you know, like it'll happen. It'll happen when it's supposed to happen and it'll all make sense. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, So yeah, we'll be back next week with some good stuff. This was like a long episode, but I feel like we had a lot of like good things. I also feel like this is something people can relate to. So, you know, same. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a little bit of a longer episode, but you know, it's, I think to like have personal um chats I feel like always just I mean when I hear people talk about stuff like I just it automatically makes me feel better to know that somebody else is going through something that I'm going through so you know the power of community even if it's heartbreak community exactly literally you know what Again, Kenny Ortega, we are all in this together. <laughs> Grab your Taylor Swift CDs and CDs like barely are even a thing anymore. Grab your Taylor Swift Spotify playlist and your Ben and Jerry's and just dig into this episode with us. Have a day. <laughs> Have a day. But everything's going to be okay. You might be sad now that you, if you're heartbroken, but you won't be sad forever. You won't. Gonna, things are going to be great. I agree. But thank you guys for listening to this. I think this episode both meant like a lot to both of us. So 100%. I feel like these are like important things to talk about and something that like we've obviously like experienced. So we're glad we got to glad we got to share. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. We can't wait to be back next Friday, but we hope you guys enjoyed. (laughs) All right. Peace out. Peace out.